Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Sumawang. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Jeff Deppa from Gainsight join us. Jeff, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience. Yeah, no, thank you. It's uh, it's great to be here. So um, I guess I can give you just a 50,000 foot overview on me. Um, began my professional career as, as a developer and moved through professional services to a, a number of different go-to-market uh, functions at both large organizations and startups and have been a CRO for the past six years now and the, the past six months have been at Gainsight. Um, so that means I'm, I'm accountable for our overall go-to-market and our revenue performance as a whole. For those not familiar, Gainsight really is the customer success market leader and category creator. Um, you know, as the economy continues to transition to subscription and consumption-based business models, it's really, really critical for businesses to be able to, you know, enable their product adoption, to, to optimize their customer experience and drive outcomes, but ultimately to, to retain and expand. So we offer a platform that provides the analytics, the actionable insights, and, and really the tooling to support the entire customer lifecycle in that regard. Um, just to size us a little bit, we raced through $100 million in, in recurring revenue last fiscal year. We are global. Um, you know, the majority of re revenue sits in North America, but we have a large presence in Europe and a growing presence in APAC. And what I would think is a fairly standard uh, segmentation in terms of large focus on enterprise, a verticals team. We've got a mid-market organization and I've got an account management team as well as your supporting cast of SDRs, SCs, and, and a business development team in the field. Well, that is an impressive go-to-market team. And on LinkedIn, you actually describe yourself as being an architect of GTM teams. As a revenue leader, how do you approach building GTM teams or go-to-market teams to drive hyper growth? I think the question is, how much time do you have? Um, you know, it really, it really starts with a deep understanding of your market, your value proposition, and particularly your buyer's ideal customer profile or ICP. You know, there's, there's companies out there today that are lucky enough to be a product-led growth play. You know, can you rely on a viral spread of your product and, and, and your brand, or do you need a growth plus sales approach? And that's particularly important in the enterprise and the mid-market space. And, and I spent the bulk of my career in that large-scale enterprise technology. And ultimately, I think it comes down to what outcomes can you go create in your client's business? And creating those outcomes, that, that requires a, a fairly detailed understanding of your strategy, how you operate, and how you execute. And, you know, there's a framework that, that I like to use where, where, you know, there's about seven key areas that you need to be able to dig into to go build that go-to-market framework. The first, as I mentioned, is really understanding your product and the value drivers. So, so what are your key features? But, but more importantly, what are the key value drivers and outcomes that you can go create? How do you then align to the market? So how do you segment that market? What are the personas? What are the verticals? What are the needs and behaviors of your potential customers by segment? From there, you can move on to what's your messaging? You know, what is that unique value proposition? And ultimately, what is that positive business outcome that you can go create in your customer's business? When you know that, you can move on to coverage. How do I build my sales team? How do I cover that market based on, um, you know, portfolio potential? What are the roles and skills of different types of sales resources, whether it's hunters or farmers or lands and expands? Um, oftentimes you need to augment that with channels. Um, and I think, you know, especially in the enterprise space, having a, a really focused channel strategy where you understand the architecture and economics of your partners and how you build a, a bigger addressable market together is key. And then on top of that, you need to layer sales process. So, you know, if we're going to effectively execute at scale, 
there needs to be a cadence. There needs to be a level of operational support and process so people know what to expect and, and people can communicate effectively. And finally, it all comes together with competent incentives, right? Setting the right quotas and targets and, and having the appropriate visibility for the team as to, as to where they stand. You layer that on top of a, a, of a foundation. I like to call it my, my AIR dashboards, which is activities, indicators, and results. When you tie all that together, you can structure you know, a really powerful framework where you are checking the box of, of really everything you need to think about to go bring a product or a solution to market. I bet, I bet. And I imagine enablement plays a significant role in a, in a lot of those components. But from your perspective, what role does enablement play in helping kind of those go-to-market teams sustain hyper growth? You know, enablement is really a key aspect of it. And in fact, you know, like I mentioned, I'm, I'm roughly six months into Gainsight. Um, and, you know, when I did the assessment of, of what we needed to either shore up or, or invest in to get to the next level of revenue as a company, enablement is one of those key functions. You cannot systematically execute at scale if you don't have an ability to go arm and equip your team. And that's everything from content and messaging all the way down to tools and, and baselining how you expect a knowledge to be um, both deployed and leveraged by your sales organization. You know, my, my enablement team here, we've actually just hired and, and added a few folks into the organization. Um, we are launching our first inaugural boot camps, um, which I think is really, really important as you're growing a sales organization to actually have a consistent manner to go onboard folks, put them through a process where they can understand everything from the customer and, and, and why we even exist. Why, why is there a problem in the marketplace and how are we uniquely positioned to go solve that? Um, but doing it in a way that's, that's repeatable and allows you to get, get some consistency in your business. You know, I've, I've worked in organizations in the past that have been really focused on enablement. And, and oftentimes you bring a new hire into the company, you give them a laptop, you give them a pat on the back and say, have fun. And you get very, very, um, you know, different results when you do that. And you have some folks that can come in as high performers and kind of navigate their way. Um, but more often than not, you get really inconsistent performance. And this is why when you go look at things like sales productivity, you will see kind of the haves and have nots. You'll see reps that are blowing it out every quarter and you'll see others that aren't. Um, or you'll see, you know, one quarter of great performance and three quarters of, of incredibly poor performance. And oftentimes it comes down to have we consistently enabled the team? You know, it requires the rep and it requires your field team to take it the last kind of 20, 30%. But that core 70, 80% of content, messaging, knowledge, value prop, all of that needs to be tied together and really institutionalized by your enablement team. Um, but you can't do that with enablement alone. You know, it requires having, you know, solid foundation and things like your, your PMM organization, your product marketing organization, um, the marketing team, you know, having that cross-functional organization that supports how the entire company coalesces and goes to market is, is really, really important. Absolutely. Now, one component of that um, is culture. And as organizations like Gainsight that are experiencing kind of hyper growth um, might, might come across an issue where there can be turbulence in culture or sustaining, you know, a positive culture, particularly amongst the sales team. So, I'd love your advice. How can revenue leaders kind of help to sustain a healthy culture as organizations grow? And, and how do you see enablement's role in supporting that? Yeah, values and culture are absolutely key. Um, and, and I'll tell you, I, I literally just got off another call before I joined this one. Um, and it was a, a fireside chat with all of our new hires in bootcamp. And 
you know, I spent probably 30 minutes talking about Gainsight values. And this is something that, look, a lot of companies talk about, uh, but I will say, and, and uh, obviously I'm a big fan of Gainsight because I work here. This is the, the, one of the few places I've seen or worked in my career that actually takes them to heart and lives them on a day-by-day basis. Um, they are more than a you know, poster up in your break room. Um, you know, we've got a couple of core values, um, you know, golden rule, we believe in treating everyone um, the way in which you'd want to be treated, success for all, really, really critical, um, you know, a pursuit of balancing the success for our customers, for our teammates, for our families, for our investors, childlike joy. And this is one that you can go, you know, search some YouTube videos on Gainsight and you will see the, the different rap songs that we put out. I, I actually uh, dressed up as the uh, in the orange tuxedo from Dumb and Dumber as part of our, uh, our revenue kickoff this year. But bringing that inner child and that joy to work every day, it just makes it a fun place to work. Um, Shoshin is another value we have. It's about beginner's mind. And this is really important just across the company. Every time you approach a problem, have that beginner's mind. You know, be able to go ask the five whys instead of just jumping to a conclusion as to here's what I think we need to go do. Um, and then finally, the last one that's important to us is just called stay thirsty. So we believe in, in really a, an internally driven strive for greatness. Um, and you know, all of these values, they comprise kind of the core DNA of your culture. And this is something that A, you need to hire for it. So when we go through the hiring process, we score everyone on their ability to be a cultural match to our values, how much they exhibit our values and, and can they do that. Um, B, you need to live it like I've talked across the board. It's up to every executive to really be a a key leader and demonstrate how these values matter. Um, and you can't tolerate behavior that goes against them. Um, you know, oftentimes, you know, things will get brushed under the rug, but you need to go address that head on because otherwise you're not truly living your values. Um, and, and finally, I'll say this, especially with regard to enablement and values, you know, there's, there's this old adage, you know, of, of, you know, when you scale a sales organization, hire the masses, put them in classes. And then there's the last part of it that I won't say, um, cause it's a bit off color, but, but the reality is it can't just be about kind of pushing people through a system. You got to make it fun. You have to support the team's ability to achieve and designing your enablement programs with your field organization as the customer is key. Is your PMM team, is your competitive intelligence team, is your marketing team thinking about how is the sales rep going to use this? How is an SC going to go leverage this and drive value in a customer environment? You know, if you're not thinking about that, it, it, it tends to fall rather flat and they become artifacts that go up in, you know, what, whatever your content management system is and, and they're not used. Um, so to me, it's, it's key to have that, you know, embedded across everything you do from a culture perspective. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Now, you also uh, receive a lot of praise from your peers for your coaching skills. And given your experience as a successful coach, you know, I'd love to understand what are some ways that enablement can help, you know, sales and revenue leaders like yourself effectively coach their teams? So I, I think first and foremost, you know, we need to recognize that coaching is a behavior. It's not a task. So it's not like, hey, I need to go check this box. I need to go coach my team. It's, it's how we approach and engage with our team. And, and again, treating enablement, treating the field as their customer and, and, and kind of taking that coaching mindset in, into, into account with everything that they produce and every engagement we have is, is really critical. Um, but you, know, you need to think about, especially as a sales leader, uh, but even importantly, as an enablement leader, 
how do I remove obstacles? How do I help my team reframe the problem to potentially see it in a new way? Ultimately, that will allow them to you know, create more value for their customers. How do we understand the motivations of the team? You know, it's not, especially in a field organization, everything that's easy, it's money. It's not. There's more to it than that. There, there's recognition. There's that tangible sense of accomplishment. Building and designing your programs where you can understand there's motivators and engage with your team, really, really key. Um, you know, a couple last ones is, is focusing on people's strengths. Um, there's an old, you know, whether you're in football and, and coaching, they t- talk about players, not plays, or is it the, it the plays, not the players? You know, the reality is it's both. You have to understand the strengths of the people within your organization and put them in positions to be successful. And that's really what coaching is about. And your enablement team can really help you do that as you architect both your boot camps and then your ongoing. We, we have a sales academy here where we kind of launch new content, new processes as part of um, almost like a, a product management type of launch. All that's got to be taken into account. And then, you know, finally, know when and where to go provide feedback. Um, you know, you you have to have a constant mechanism for that feedback for people expect it, um, but also that they want it and they welcome it. And if it's of the guise of removing obstacles and, and helping them go drive the things that are important to them in their business, increasing selling time, you know, giving them more at bats, things like that, all of those become really, really key. That's fantastic. Now, this has been a fantastic conversation. Jeff, I have one last question for you. And I I always like to kind of round out our podcasts on this um, particular topic, but particularly from from you and your revenue perspective, you know, how can sales enablement really maximize its business impact? Um, You you mentioned air earlier, but you know, what are some of the key metrics that you look at to measure the success of enablement's efforts? You know, it. I think the answer is, it, I'll give you a consulting answer. It depends on where you're at in your journey and actually having a fully built out enablement function. Um, but there's a number of different metrics you should look at. You know, obviously at the top level, you know, once you're kind of in that sustained steady state, you know, you're looking at things like productivity and yield across the organization, supporting resource yield, right? So, you know, if I'm doing a great job enabling my team, I, I theoretically should be able to go get to, you know, really industry best in class standards when it comes to perhaps, you know, SC to rep ratios, things like that. Um, but, you know, other things that you look at, you know, I just mentioned one, increased selling time. You know, the ability that we can make people so good at what they do and we can support them from a tools, from a process, you know, having the right artifact at the right time with the with the right tools behind them just gives them more selling time and allows them to be more productive. So measuring that selling time is key. Um, Time to first deal. Um, So not just, you know, when am I a fully ramped and productive rep, but how quickly can we get you out there and can get you closing opportunities? You know, another good metric to go go, uh, track. Um, And then longer term, one of the other ones that I've looked at over time is the actual sales cycle. Um, If we do a good job of of truly enabling the team and more importantly, aligning to the buyer's journey, we should be able to go accelerate that sales cycle because we understand the challenges our buyers are facing and we are optimizing artifacts and and messaging to help them through that process, which ultimately should lead to quicker deal cycles. I appreciate this so much, Jeff. I've learned so much from you. Thank you again for your time today. Awesome. Really appreciate being here. Thank you. To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.